Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon, where we bring you success stories from business leaders and owners about their triumphs and growth in the Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas community. You'll hear about how Bentonville has been the backdrop for incredible growth, not only for businesses and their employees, but in their personal lives as well. Tune in, subscribe, and enjoy hearing about Bentonville, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast, where we're sharing stories and advice from the leaders and businesses behind the meteoric rise of Bentonville, one of the fastest growing and most dynamic cities in the United States, nestled in the Ozark Mountains of Northwest Arkansas in America's heartland. Hi, I'm James, and I'm your host. And today I'm thrilled to have in the studio Matthew Ward, one of my colleagues and friends, and uh, sometimes co conspirator. Matthew is the director at the Fuel Accelerator, and I'll make sure I don't get this wrong, so let me look at my notes a moment. Fuel is a 12-week enterprise-ready accelerator that matches seed and uh, growth stage artificial intelligence and machine learning companies with enterprise partners to accelerate the adoption of tangible technology services. Matthew, welcome to the hot seat. Thank you. That was really impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's start by getting to know you. Uh, Matthew, what's your story? What's your background and what inspired you to take the reins at Fuel? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, So was born in Fort Smith, Arkansas, so about an hour from Northwest Arkansas. Growing up, was around small business. My dad was a real estate investor, so was always being involved in that, whether it's finding a house or uh, cleaning up a house, was always in that mode. Went to high school in Charleston High School which is about 30 minutes outside of Fort Smith, played basketball um, and had a great time there. After that, went undergrad at Washtenaw Baptist, uh, played ball there four years, counting and finance, built a great foundation there. Um, And then how I got to Northwest Arkansas was through grad school. So I got my MBA at the U of A after it was revamped to become a two-year program. Um, And that's really where I got the exposure to entrepreneurship and startup junkie. Uh, during the MBA program, you're required to have an internship because they want you to connect what's happening in the classroom with the real world because there can be a disconnect between those two. So Taylor Hasley, who was the past director of Startup Junkie Foundation, um, actually reached out to me because both of our dads did a little bit of business together. Um, and said, hey, you know, do you want an inter- internship? I was like, yeah, I kind of need one. <laughs> um, so we met up, talked about the role, and, and that's how I initially got started with Startup Junkie and was was able to go in consulting meetings and also help out with some of the VC stuff as well. So was very fruitful. However, after that, was not able to stay on because COVID. Not sure if you heard of that. Heard of that one, yeah. And, and being nonprofit grants and all of that, didn't have the capacity. So worked at Stevens for a bit in equity research. So doing research on the stock market and helping buy side clients. So think of private equity, not private equity, um, hedge fund, pension fund, et cetera. Help them with decisions around whether I should purchase a stock or not. And then how I came back and now I'm here full-time was Caleb took over Taylor's role because he went to work for his dad's family office. And then Morgan as well went to work at Acre Trader, which is doing a phenomenal job in Northwest Arkansas. Caleb reached out and said, hey, we got a position open for you. He said, sure. Like really loved my time there, was able to make an impact in Northwest Arkansas and learn quite a bit. So came back, was doing consulting, and then also took over the reins for the fuel accelerator. So that's a little bit of my story and really happy to be back in the area. 
Yeah, that's a great story. In demand from internship Ford. You can't uh, really do worse than that. Not at all. <laughs> um, well, let's go back to Stevens for a moment. What's the the biggest lesson that you learned as an equity investment analyst there? Attention to detail. So whether it's formatting an Excel sheet or presenting yourself a certain way when you're talking to executives and multi-billion dollar companies, you have to make sure that you are prepped and ready to go. And even with our accelerator, it's really important for the details. Um, whether you're talking to a gatekeeper in an enterprise or you're paying attention to one of our enterprise sessions on how to sell into a company or marketing, et cetera, being able to understand those minor details. Because something that I've seen is those details add up. Um, it's not just one big thing that'll get you to success. It's those small incremental details um, compared to other people where that's, that's really going get to get you to where you need to be. Yeah, yeah, that sounds uh, very familiar from my, uh, especially from my big company part of my career. So, <laughs> and also spent uh, time in the military. So, uh, really learned attention to detail there. Talk about fuel. Uh, why was fuel started and uh, how many companies have y'all served so far? Yeah, so it was started. See, this is our fourth cohort. So, four years ago, the AEDC was just starting an initiative for accelerator programs. So, they started this program where you can get up to 250000 per entity at that time is for-profit, next year non-profit, and then there was more accessibility to that. But that was the impetus because with Startup Junkie, the um, organization that Fuel is housed under, we're trying to empower innovators and entrepreneurs um, and being able to draw in awesome high-growth tech companies to the area um, is important. I'm sure you know because mm-hmm. you're creating your jobs, bringing in investment capital, and overall you're bringing in great talent. Um, so Michael Eisman and some other people who Michael is also at Acre Trader now. We did a partnership with RevUnit. We contracted through them because of um, the stipulation there. So we applied for it, got it. And that's where we started our first cohort, which was supply chain focused. And one major success out of that, we've had others, but the real one, not the real one, sorry. The, um, the one that a lot of people may have heard of is Ox. Mm-hmm. Um, started by Shah Ru from Atlanta, Georgia. They relocated their headquarters from Atlanta to Bentonville, and they've done a phenomenal job scaling up. They've created a lot of jobs, brought in a lot of investment capital, and continue to do well there. So that's where it started. Um, and then the next year, we pivoted to from supply chain to artificial intelligence, machine learning, because our partner Rev Unit wanted to focus more on that because they work with large enterprises such as Walmart, Tyson, JB Hunt on the tech side, and they wanted to get more exposure to that. And also plug and play coming into the area and we didn't want to mimic that same effort. We want to make sure we're able to collaborate and have that impact. And yeah, ever since then, we've been doing a cohort each year in AIML. We've had a lot of success and really excited about the future of fuel. Yeah, you bet. And at the moment, it slips my, my mind which one I, I saw it on, but I did see fuel on uh, a top accelerator list in the, the past year. So oh. it must be doing something. Wow. I'll, have to go find <laughs> that, uh, I'll have to go find that article. But I was surprised when I opened it up Oh, no, it wasn't a, a um, it was on a list. And the way it came about was I was working on my certification requirements as a certified economic developer through uh, the University of Oklahoma. And in one of the courses on small businesses and entrepreneurship, the lady who was teaching the course put forth her own list of accelerators that she had discovered and I thought, how in the world did you come up with fuel? And then she had discovered it through a a list somewhere of top accelerators. 
So I'd love to, I'm going to circle back to her and see if I can find that uh, article for you. For our listeners, you mentioned AEDC, that's the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. So it sounds like they were providing $250,000 to, as an accelerant for accelerators. And so I love the story of how uh, fuel came about. Also like that y'all, you know, pivoted for the reasons that you mentioned. One, because there was sort of a blue ocean, but the other one being that we had plug and play coming here Mm -hmm. and, you know, the, the ability to have these two accelerators here. Is, is pretty fantastic. And of course, I, I get to watch y'all collaborate all the time, which is exciting. So I've led and helped start a couple of accelerators. And I've also supported accelerators uh, as a mentor and as a consultant. And the, the vast majority of accelerators share this common focus that I think is important, but we need less of. And that is they generally focus on demo day pitches or maybe pitching to venture capitalists. So they teach companies how to get money, but they don't teach companies how to make money. And maybe this is my sales and sales management (laughs) biz dev background coming out. But so I have my opinion, but talk to me more about what's wrong with that model and what fuel is doing differently and why. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think it's necessarily wrong. I think it just depends on who you are and what you're trying to get at that mm-hmm. point. I mean, if you're in a really early stage company and you want to have the Y Combinator brand and you're looking yes. to raise and need that to catapult you, that's fine. But with us, we're looking for a little bit of a different sort of client. Um, we're looking for somebody who already has a made product or solution and they're looking to scale up. So not only do we want to help you with potentially getting some funds and showing you off at Demo Day, we also want to show you how to sell into a Fortune 1 like Walmart or any of the other enterprises such as J.B. Hunt and Tyson. So uh, we like to take the approach of having meetings with mentors. So when we talk about mentors, these are people from the enterprises where I've done business with the enterprises um, or people who are subject matter experts in their domains, where that's law, finance, marketing, et cetera, mm-hmm. um, people who can help you um, get enterprise ready. But alongside that, we also have enterprise ready sessions. So these are typically hour and a half, two sessions where we have someone come in who has been there, done that with the enterprises um, and talks to you about a certain topic. So that could be, hey, this is a gatekeeper talk. I'm going to have Tom Douglas come in and talk to you about when he was director of emerging tech and his experience of that. Or, hey, we're going to have a topic with both Tom and Michael Palladino from RevUnit. And we're going to talk about both sides of working with a large company like Walmart. Or, hey, you're going to raise some capital. Let's get EY in here. Let's show you how to prepare a data center. Let's show you how to put a deck together. All those different aspects. We want to make sure that we are touching on each piece to where when the company has graduated, they've come out with better connections, potentially pilots, and uh, more knowledge as well. Because at the end of the day, what we are trying to do, James, is have these companies from around the world come to Bentonville, Arkansas, experience that and say, wow, I want to put some roots down here. I want to create those jobs bring in that investment capital and bring in that awesome talent because um, that's, that's good for the ecosystem. That's what we need here, right? It's great technology startups. And we still have that, but being able to bring more in here, it's great. So we're really excited about that. And yeah, that's my thoughts around the model there. Awesome. I, I love how you said it's not wrong. It's just different. My two-year-old boy has a, a great book called Not Bad, Just Different. Made me think of that. But, but you're right. Y Combinator has its model for the stage that companies are at. And this is a stage where there's not a lot of 
accelerators in the marketplace and a very important one. Who are some of the companies and mentors or advisors that are involved in Fuel that are supporting these uh, startups with you? Yep. So with the company sides, mainly the enterprises in the area. So think of Walmart, Tyson, J.B. Hunt, and also ArcBest, which is based out of Fort Smith. They're helping our companies understand their perspective. Um, and through that conversation, once they've helped out, seeing if there's value with that start, if it is potentially a POC or a pilot, and bringing a win for both both sides. I'm um, also on the mentor side, also from the enterprises, but also subject matter experts um, and others who can help these startups understand how to sell into the enterprises because that is a big piece of it. If they're able to get that revenue, then more than likely they'll set up an office here, whether it's sales office or they really see the value. It's like, wow, this is amazing. I want to have a location here and just re- relocate their headquarters. Mm-hmm. And what's been really cool about our program is each year we've had at least one company uh, relo- relocate their headquarters here. Yeah, I love that. You know, as an economic developer, you're singing my song here. <laughs> uh, if I could have been here a little bit earlier, I could have written down Ox as one of the companies I helped recruit. And I say help because more often than not, it feels like, or I know economic development is a, is a team sport. And so just doing my part, and I'm glad that you guys are here doing yours bringing these companies to town. Give me an example of a relationship that a company has developed as a result uh, that one of your portfolio companies has developed as a resor- uh, result of fuel and how that's helped them be successful. Yeah. So one that I can think of from the past is Junction AI with mm-hmm. Vance. They do a lot on the forecasting side and marketing side, product marketing side. So they have a platform as a service to where the company does not have to worry about having data scientists. Um, they handle all of that for them. But being around Vance, he said the program's been instrumental. And actually, Tom, who is our EIR, is actually on their board now because of mm-hmm. how helpful that was be, that was and is. But they're based out of Austin, Texas, and they actually relocated their headquarters here in Bentonville, Arkansas, yes. which is amazing. And Vance, Vance is awesome too. You know Vance. Yeah. But yeah, what he mentioned was, and what a lot of people have mentioned is, what's really great about the program is it lets you take a step back. Because as startup founders, you're really in the weeds and you're stuck and you, you have a hard time looking up and thinking, okay, marketing, sales, raising funds, like what I need really need to focus on because it's, it's a lot of stress, right? Yeah. Trying to get sales and everything. So it helps them with that, but also um, just the knowledge from people who've been there, done that with the enterprises, understanding that that side of it, because a lot of these companies have not worked with enterprises of Fortune 1 stature, right? Um, so understanding the nuance there and then also, as you know, being in Bentonville is target-rich environment. Yes. You're only two phone calls away from someone who can help make a decision on a POC or a pilot. So that's something Vance and I have talked quite a bit about. It's just the perks of the program, especially the operational side to where, you know, it seems like companies are wanting to lay down roots here in Bentonville, Arkansas. You bet. Yeah, I remember last year, Vance and I had quite a few coffees and ice cream meetings <laughs> And talked about, you know, the different places he's been and why this place is such an advantage. I mean, Vance is, and, and to the listeners, he, Vance and another guy in the cohort, Jigesh Four with SwiftGo, were, were kind enough to do my first live broadcast or live podcast at Startup Junkies Northwest Arkansas Startup Crawl yep. last spring. And so go back and, and check out that episode. You can hear a little bit more about Vance and Junction AI, and is obviously uh, also Vigesh, so Jigesh Bora and Swift Go, and hear their impressions of of Bentonville, <laughs> even 
in a time when it was right in that period that, that Vance was, was making the move. And I think there was actually a slight reference, but not the full-blown reference to it making the move at that time, uh, even in the episode. But who else is on your fuel team and what's their role? You mentioned Tom. Yeah, so Tom's our ERR, he, EIR, he big component of it with his experience at Walmart, mm-hmm. um, his connections in the area, and just understanding of both startup side and the enterprise side is huge. Also, Melissa really helps us out with the communication side. So she actually did communications at Tyson, Walmart, and the NCAA. And she's been fortunate to come on our team and really show us some of the ropes there because a lot of startups have really cool technology, but transferring that to business value can be challenging. So her having that enterprise side and being able to share that, it's really important. Um, and then also just the whole startup junkie team yeah, uh, with Caleb, Victoria, Grace, Jeff, all of them have been super helpful, whether it's setting up for an event or getting a certain mentor on board. Yeah. So that's, that's the whole fuel team there. That's awesome. I mean, what I just heard here is a bunch of operators with, with startup junkie and, and there's something to be said for having <laughs> operators on your team when you're running an accelerator to teach people how to operationalize their business, but to have a comms person who has worked at the level she's worked at. Startups just don't have access to that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty amazing. Of course, Tom's roots are, are deep in the community and in, in, in Walmart and such. And so having him on the team as well is really stellar. Um, oh, and, and also I forgot, we also partner with RevUnit still. They yeah. help us out with some of the enterprise sessions, mentors, and then also we partner with GrowthX based out mm-hmm. of um, San Francisco. So mm-hmm. they have a curriculum for our cohort, you know, how to win the most revenue with the least amount of effort. So we go through different modules there from the marketing and sales to your ideal customer profile, fleshing that out. Um, so they also help us out with that as well. Excellent. So why is Bentonville the ideal place for the fuel accelerator and for the startups it serves? Yeah. So I think first look around, the obvious answer, Walmart is a big piece of that mm-hmm. and all the vendors that surround them. Um, a lot of our companies do target Walmart, but also they have the opportunity to target the brands as well. And alongside of that, other industry leaders such as Tyson with food and beverage, JB Hunt with logistics, and also ArcBest, who is relatively close as well. But also more than that, it's not just work because there are plenty of other places you can find a lot of targets. It's also Bentonville as a whole. I mean, just like I think Gary Varian was your other guest, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so easy to get involved with biking, whether you're a beginner or world-class this is the capital for that. Okay, great. Also, let me get some food. We have an awesome food scene here. And on another note, look at all the entrepreneurial support organizations here at no cost. If I need some advice on raising capital or finding that next hire, I can do that for free. And alongside of that, disrupting the status quo seems to be a big piece of it. I mean, you had Josh and Mary on at the ledger. That's mm-hmm. a huge value add, not only for startups, but the enterprises as well. And I think you're the one who talked about it. Those those connections when you have a lot of people in the same area. Yeah, I'm not sure there's a name for it, but it's just density and yeah. random collisions. Yeah, right? and having having that within Ledger as well. That's going to be huge. But just as a whole with Bentonville, people want to help you out. Yeah. Part of the Southern hospitality, and also you have a lot of diversity here as well with people coming to work for Walmart. So you have collaboration, hospitality, and just different viewpoints. To me, that's a really good combination. And I know with Jeff, with this book, Creating Startup Junkies, there's like four main pillars. You have talent, culture, community engagement, and capital. And Benville does a pretty good job of that. I would say early stage capital, we're getting better at with a Tinto and Walt Finley mm-hmm. Foundation. But overall, we've really set the foundation 
of what we can do for entrepreneurs or anyone who's interested in having the autonomy in their lives. So I don't mean to go too deep, but besides business, there's so many different more aspects of it. And that was shown during the great resignation, everybody from the coast going more to the Sun Belt mm-hmm. and wanting to experience that freedom and quality of life. So Bentonville has a lot to offer. Yeah, it, it does. That's why we came here. We're never leaving. <laughs> so um, let's talk about, we'll come back to some of that. Uh, let's talk about some of your portfolio companies. You mentioned Ox, you mentioned uh, Junction AI. We brought up SwiftGo mm-hmm. and you're more than welcome to bring those up again or talk about others. But what are a couple of good examples of companies who came here for fuel and their successes as a result of the program? Yeah, so I hate to... It's like a broken record, but Ox has really done an exceptional job just with the impact economically. I mean, the customers are working with phenomenal. Sharu, who came here at a very young age mm-hmm. and just had to, you know, go on the fire and figure it out. She's matured so much and is leading a team of, I think, 30 plus people yeah. now. It's, it's phenomenal. So them, also Freight Relay, mm-hmm. they've done a good job as well. They've raised about a million dollars in non-dilutive funding. So now they're starting to grow and ramp up as well. And they were in our 2020 cohort. And originally, they were from your neck of the woods, Memphis, yeah. uh, and relocated here as well. Um, you mentioned Junction AI, SwiftGo, and then uh, another company, which I just heard from him, Simporter, mm-hmm. also from Atlanta. So yep. Ox and Simporter, they're actually going to have their headquarters here as well. Yes, they are. Um, and based off chats we've had, they're planning to do quite a bit with scaling up. So uh, especially with their circumstances with a lot of their team being in Ukraine. That was unfortunate, but it's great that they're li- looking to set roots here and they see the value in it. I mean, it seems like more and more of their cohorts, they're seeing that. And what's really cool about Fuel as well is it's not just, okay, this cohort, we have to have somebody stay here. It's, oh, someone from two cohorts ago is wanting to move here now because they've been outside of Bentonville. It's like, oh, I need to get back home with my people. I need to be part of that business and the recreational life and all of that. So... Yeah, it's it's really neat how the model works out. And that's why we're we're really excited about the future, how that's going to pan out for not only our program, but for the area as a whole, because it helps out when you have successful companies in the area. And not, not to go off too much on a tangent, but like, for example, Acre Trader, Supply Plank, once they mm-hmm. grow more and more and get that unicorn status and people have big exits, then that allows the opportunities for some of those people who cashed out to start their own things. And now that they have the experience, they can start to scale. And that's more jobs. So creating a hub of greatness and excellence. I think that's what Bentonville is really about. And that's five, 10 years. I don't know. I don't know where it's going to be, but it's, it's really exciting to be a small part of that. Yeah, it is hard to predict. It feels like we've written our Ford. Maybe we're starting into chapter one and chapter two looks like it's going to be incredible. Maybe even the end of chapter one already is <laughs> uh, or already will be. But you just mentioned Supply Pike and Acre Trader. One, or if not both of those companies at this point, we can say is almost surely going to be a unicorn. Pretty much knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, those are some great success stories. Let's go into how you find companies for the cohort. How in the world do y'all find companies to come here? Yeah, uh, one way is referrals. I think you gave us one mm-hmm. last year yeah. that, was, that went really well, but also outreach. So we have a partner overseas that we work with and through keywords, our geographic preference based off the growth in certain ecosystems and other attributes. We work with them and um, they help us find some awesome companies. So once we do that, how it works is typically we'll get around 250 to 300 applications and we'll go through all those interviews, which is a lot of fun. And we rank it based off different pieces such as team, fit in Northwest Arkansas, 
revenue, and other factors as well. And once we've gone through that, how that works is we'll create a short list based off, mm-hmm. you know, we put a good amount of weighting on fit because we want a company that if they're going to be here, that they would be a good fit in the area. We want to be sustainable. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but once we go through that, we create a short list of about 25, 30 companies, and then we'll talk to them again, get an even better fill. And then once we feel like we have identified the 10 companies that we want to bring along, we'll send out invites and then typically go from there. Awesome. So you just mentioned, you know, waiting certain areas. What's the secret sauce? If your company want to get into fuel, what's the secret sauce for making it in or what criteria do y'all really lean into? Yeah. So there's a few pieces. One, their solution has to be able to have a chance of selling into the enterprises here. So with retail, logistics, food and beverage, et cetera, it has to fit somewhere in that mold because if Mm -hmm. they can't sell, it doesn't matter how great of a person they are, how smart they are, it's just not going to work out. But then also on the second piece is someone who's willing to make that commitment, make that sacrifice to be here and make those connections because where we're at in Bentonville, Arkansas, people are authentic. They really want to get to know you and help you, but they don't want to be sold to immediately. It's kind of a turnoff. So being able to have that coffee or that beer and build that trust is like, okay, once you know, I've got to know this person. Let's, let's talk some business now. Um, so someone who's willing to really dive in the program, learn, be involved, and really see what Bentonville is all about. Yeah, that's really good. The ability to pilot, like you said, commitment. And I think you once mentioned to me the airport desk, can I trust this person? Mm-hmm. And do I even want to introduce them to anybody? You know, my experience here and, and that of folks I've talked with you in the cohort is, are, are basically that, you know, if I go for the meeting, I share with them what I'm uh, doing and what I'm trying to learn. Oftentimes, folks just fall over themselves to make those introductions because folks around here can kind of scope you out uh, pretty quick based on that approach. Companies and fuel come from all over the world. You've mentioned that a couple of times. And I got to tell you, I'm really impressed by the diversity and sort of geographic reach of uh, the companies in the cohort. And I think that speaks to me, that demonstrates the level of opportunity on a global scale in Bentonville. But once they get here, and something else you mentioned a little bit earlier, is, is once they get here, the sort of lifestyle on top of the ability to do business in the way it's done here, but the sort of lifestyle that you get here, I, I challenge anybody to top. So when they discover the lifestyle in Northwest Arkansas, what we have to offer, do you have anything else you'd like to share on that in terms of your your perspectives, adding to some of the things earlier? Yeah, yeah. Business is important, right? We have the enterprises, we have the vendors, we have everyone here. There's plenty of targets here, but it's it's that recreational side, that personal side. People, it doesn't matter where you're from, people enjoy being around other kind people that want to help. And that's kind of the spirit of the area, right? It means people from all over the world, but being in the South and being in this ecosystem, with entrepreneurial ecosystem, people are willing to help each other out. It's not about competition, it's about collaboration. Um, I think that's what makes this area really strong because you look at other areas like Silicon Valley, New York, et cetera, it's more cutthroat. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't want to have that here because as a whole, we're going to do a lot more together as a community if we work together versus trying to cut each other's legs out from under one another. So yeah, I would say that. And then it's really just what we're doing here with biking and ledger and doing world-class things as well, as well with art and food and et cetera. People are drawn to that. They don't want to just go for okay or average. They want to experience the best. And here you can experience a lot of exceptional experiences. 
So yeah, alongside doing business with world-class companies and having the entrepreneurial ecosystem, you have the chance to enjoy yourself in the off time with cycling or food or what have you. So yeah, there's a lot to offer in uh, Bentonville, Arkansas. Yeah, I think you just wrapped up some themes that I, I keep hearing over and over again. One is this sort of reach across your fence, help your neighbor, a little bit of that Southern hospitality uh, vibe. But then you also have not the cutthroat of the West, but the entrepreneurial spirit of the West. And you combine that with sort of the good sense of the Midwest. And that seems to be the DNA of this place. And like you said, with biking, mountain biking capital of the world, amazing place to, to cycle overall. But goodness, a town of 60,000 people had three James Beard semifinalists. Phenomenal. <laughs> this year. I mean, talk about food. And, you know, add to that, we're one community in this region of closing in on 600,000 people. And, and everything you would want to do somewhere else is present. And it's here, but you do have access across the whole region to all of these things. It's and, pretty amazing. And, and people are recognizing that. Yeah. Publications are saying those best value place to live, best work-life balance here. But also with the Life Works Here initiative, there are so many people that applied to that. And there's a reason for oh, yeah. that. It's not just, oh, $10,000, man, it's nice in a bike. But they know that Northwest Arkansas has a lot to offer with that work-life balance and the autonomy of your time. So yeah, it's exciting. Absolutely. Well, as far as I'm concerned, we've talked about this a little bit already. I think you're part of my economic development team. <laughs> um, it takes a team to recruit companies and people. What's your pitch for Bentonville? I've heard a lot of it, but what's your pitch for founders and for startups? What makes our city and region the best place for them to be? Yeah, I think we've hit a lot on it, but the entrepreneurial ecosystem as a whole is so collaborative. doesn't matter what stage you're at. People are wanting to help you out. And also, the big thing is just come and experience it. It's hard to talk through the food and the entrepreneurial ecosystem and all of that until you're actually ingrained in it. Uh, we had someone here from the UK from this cohort. I was here for a few weeks, one of the teams, and we were at Scotch, Scotch and Soda, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Scotch and Soda with a few of the cohort companies just, you know, drinking and whatnot. And he's like, Matthew, I don't think you understand what you have here in Benville. This is a place where... You know, I've been to New York, I've been to Miami, I've been to LA. This is unique. You know, that, like you said, people wanting to help you out, but also people who have had experience with Walmart. That's a powerful combination. I mean, these people who have been there, done that. And alongside of that, being able to take a step back and enjoy it. Because all these places, it's zero to a hundred. You have to go quick. If you don't, you're going to get, you're going to get left behind. I'm not saying Bentonville is slow, but it's definitely a more comfortable pace. And it's also a more adjustable pace as well. You can go mm -hmm. as fast as you want or as slow as you want. There are people who's going who's to be on other, either end of the spectrums. So the biggest thing is just come experience it. Come visit for a week or two, talk to people, and then see, see what you think. Because once you start talking to some people, tell them what you're doing, more than likely they're going to want to help you, whether it's through their knowledge or their connections or any other facet. So that's my advice is come check it out. That should, that should totally be a, a, a tagline for a... <laughs> for a advertisement, just come experience it. I mean, you've got guys like Vance Ravy, who we talked about earlier. He too has been all over the place and has lived all over the world and chose Bentonville mm -hmm. for these same reasons. What's next for Fuel? And, you know, I guess that's when is the next cohort and when should folks apply? And are y'all exploring any other verticals? If you can tell me, great. If not, that's fine too. But 
what's next? What's on the horizon? Yeah, so we're looking to expand into two cohorts. We're not solidified on the next one, but after that, we're still going to keep our same cohorts that we have now. Mm -hmm. But we are more likely going to start the new one if it happens in the April timeline. So we'll start recruiting for that. Oh, November, December-ish, so pretty quick. Yeah. Depending on if all the pieces come together. And then with our current one, same timeline as this year. So we'll start recruiting April-ish timeline because last year we started after Startup Crawl. So yeah, pretty much same timeline as the last one. And then the new one, we would start um, in April. Excellent. All right, we're rolling toward the end here. If an audience member wants to reach out to you or learn more about Fuel or apply, how do they do that? Yeah, so email is Matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-W at startupjunkie.org. You can look at our website, fuelaccelerator.com to get more information about the program. Um, and if you really want to reach out to me and get a coffee or a beer or just want to chat, my number is 479-353-5014. The only reason I give that out is Amanda was on our podcast and she gave that out and I was, that left an impression on me. <laughs> uh, just the transparency there. So yeah. Now you know where to make your prank calls. Um, okay, Matthew, before we head into the final couple of questions at this point, what should I have asked you that I have not asked? I'm really glad you asked me that. So we've talked a lot about food. You didn't ask me what my top three favorite Bentonville restaurants are. Oh, please. What are your top three favorite Bentonville <laughs> restaurants? So in no particular order, there is Tavola Trattoria, which mm. is an amazing Italian restaurant yes. in downtown Bentonville. There is Blue, which has... Mm -hmm actually a fish market inside of their restaurant, but they also have like sushi, seafood, et cetera. And that's phenomenal as well. The last one is Sushi House. Oh yeah. Oh, they do a good job with sushi. You wouldn't think Benville, Arkansas is great sushi, but they do a wonderful job there. That is one of the first places that I visited when I moved here and it was during the pandemic and we sat in the tent outside <laughs> and they were so fast and they had this just steady stream of people coming in and out and everybody was leaving with big smiles on their faces. I knew I was in the right place. And, and the free samples. Oh, yes. And the free samples. It, I forgot about free. those. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Two to go. Tell me a story. And this is a hashtag because Bentonville story, something that could only happen here or describes the uniqueness or the essence of this place. Yeah. So I don't want to be redundant, but going back to Scotch and soda. Yeah. It was me and five other companies. One of the guys was leaving for a week because he had to take care of some things. But sitting there and drinking with the view of downtown Bentonville mm -hmm. and just talking about the most random stuff, our, our companies, our upbringings on all that. I mean, even one guy was talking about his first company was making croutons in Russia. <laughs> yeah, which is, yeah. Anyways, like babushka and there's a whole process involved with that. But hearing their humble beginnings and where they are now inside of Bentonville, Arkansas, over a few beers at Scotch and Soda, that really sums up, to me, Bentonville. It's, it's connections. It's helping each other out. It's you know, seeing where things go. I mean, that's, that's what I think is Bentonville. It is. I mean, the, the quickness to, well, first of all, every connection here seems to be meaningful. And the quickness to that next meaningful connection is just a conversation away. But the level of diverse experiences that people seem to have around here. I'm just blown away by it. And and this town seems to just, it's, it's like a magnet <laughs> for folks who have these interesting, just different experiences. So makes for not just a great place to live and work, but amazing conversations as well. What's, what's, uh, what's your story on that? Oh, my Because Bentonville story. Yeah. 
I'll give you, for the sake of time, uh, time, I'll give you a real good, a couple of good examples. The first and only time I've ever seen a bike detour sign, Bentonville, Arkansas. Um, also, uh, I've, I've seen a couple of police SUVs driving around here with bike racks, with bikes on the back of them. And I love our little trail ambulances and, and stuff like that. And yeah, that, that's really hashtag because Bentonville. Last question. Matthew, I found some pictures. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't worry. They didn't come from the dark web. They didn't come from the dark web. But if we get the rights to them, they may show up on this episode. How did playing college basketball inform or shape your professional career? That was such a whirlwind. So when I entered into it, I thought I was going to be the man. In high school, I was like the all-time scorer in high school history. And I was like the go-to guy to worry about anything. I was like, okay, I'll do the same thing in college. I get to college and I was riding the bench, man. I uh, <laughs> didn't get much playing time. Uh, so having that switch really opened up my eyes into understanding how to accept your role and embrace it. it took me a while to get through that mentally. And it wasn't just me, other guys on team because they came from the same thing. But it was really humbling experience because... I went from bench player and I was like, okay, what I need to do is really push the starters and practice, give them my all, and I'll improve at the same time. And then when they're in the actual games, just cheer them on, be happy for them. Like, not, not fake happiness, actual happiness for these guys. Give them high fives, tell them they're doing great, or maybe this is something you need to work on. Um, and just embracing that, really getting into it. And over time, I saw over the second and third season, I started to get more playing time. And guys saw how I was on the bench and that, that, that uh, wore off on them. Like, okay, I'm a bench guy, but Matthew is able to do it. I can, mm-hmm. I can do something there as well. Um, and I actually got to start my senior year, had a good year. And I was like, wow, that progression from bench player, with a bad attitude to now starting, all the guys cheering me on. That really taught me that when you are in a professional career, sometimes you got to accept your role. And you may not be in that role where you're leading and taking charge, but that's okay. If you're not, that's a great way to learn that paradigm of someone who has to take orders and has to figure things out and support others. Because one day, if you have the right attitude and effort, you're going to be that person that's making decisions. And if you're someone who has that perspective, okay, I've been in that person's shoes. I know the decision that's going to help them or more than likely to help them. So that's my thoughts is being able to embrace your role because sometimes you just have to. That's life, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's just, that's what you're given. So it's my thought of how it prepared me for my professional career. Well, you've put the stamp on role player in a different way than, than most would. And I love that. I can think of somebody right now who maybe needs to hear this story that, you know, from the outside looking in, it just appears they need to hear this story right now. And so uh, that, that was uh, a great way to wrap this up. So, Matthew, thank you for spending time with me and the Bentonville Beacon audience today. You and Tom, the Fuel Accelerator, the Startup Junkie team, all of you do so much for our startup community. And uh, so I want to thank you all again, being really an extension uh, of economic development, helping bring those companies here and sort of co-conspiring with me (laughs) to help keep them here. (laughs) And so, you know, helping them make that decision to be here long-term if they should, is it really is a big deal and it's going to pay some huge dividends uh, for this town and this region. 
Well, we really, we really appreciate it, but also really appreciate you too. I mean, you put in a lot of effort to make sure that companies see what Bentonville is all about. And I think even this podcast, I mean, you were, I'm not sure if it's just you, but you seem like to be the one that took the lead on it. I um, mean, just showing the companies, not only what Bentonville is about, but also showing the podcast and their experiences as well with leaders in the area. I think that's really important to showcase that. So appreciate your words, but also thank you to what you're doing. It's a really big role here in not only Bentonville, but Northwest Arkansas. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm grateful you said it because this podcast was created because we've done an amazing job of telling Bentonville's story, right? But what I felt like was missing was those stories of the leaders behind the businesses, just as I said from the, the outset, that are really behind the meteoric rise of Bentonville. It's the people doing the work, putting in the, the effort. And uh, I felt like Folks needed to hear those stories. And frankly, it's good marketing material. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, thanks to our Bentonville Beacon audience. Without you, this show would not be possible. You know, the last couple of months have been pretty amazing watching the numbers tick up in our Google Analytics. The only one that we paid a lot of attention to was how many people actually visit the podcast page of our website. And we know there's plenty of other ways to measure, like measuring, you know, viewers and downloads and the such go go to podcast uh, sites. But just six months in, we have 1,100 people a month that visit the podcast page. I think that's fantastic. I'd love to see more. So will you share this episode, whether it's by by mouth or sharing a text or an email to a, a friend that will help us continue to build and grow on the success and bring you more guests like Matthew and some folks we've mentioned here, Gary Vernon and, and uh, uh, Vance Ravy and some amazing ones coming up. Second, come back and learn more about Bentonville and its leaders and businesses and this place here in Northwest Arkansas where you can get more of what you want and less of what you don't. And finally, visit BentonvilleEconomicDevelopment.com to see all of our episodes and to learn more. And of course, hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Thanks. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. We hope to see you next week.